Hello, and welcome to Best Sips Worldwide. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, an American travel writer living in London. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by the history of cocktails ever since. Through the years, I've been lucky enough to sip some of the best made by the best. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let me introduce you to the movers and shakers of the world's most famous watering holes. On today's program, I sit down with James Travaskis of my local Eleven Cadogan Gardens, an intimate boutique hotel that is the toast of Chelsea. James began life as a sommelier, but then made the switch to mixologist. He can't help but bring his anaphilic knowledge to his cocktail making, and that's what makes this bar unmissable. Well, I mean, really my, my passion for alcohol in general, to start with, uh, started as I was a sommelier, um, working in high-end restaurants. Um, but I also found um, a passion for the bar side of things, and, and particularly cocktails. Um, so that's really where my, my passion stemmed from. Um, yes. Was there like one day when you thought, oh, I've just had enough of wine and now I want to get behind a bar? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm still very much involved with the, the wine side, but, uh, you know, it's always good to diversify and, um, you know, lead into to cocktails. I was always a fond lover of the classic uh, cocktail, and that's where you'll see our orientation uh, in our cocktails. Um, with a little uh, modern twist. Also, I found a, a good relation, you know, with sourcing particular liqueurs um, and, and different spirits. Um, I found very, very important and to bring something different uh, to, to the classics. When you say sourcing them, yes. does that mean looking for smaller labels? Of, exactly, uh, smaller producers, uh-huh. eau de vies from, from France. Uh, I was coming up um, with, with a lot uh, along that line when I was, I was uh, familiar. And did you find that like you have a lot more freedom now to yes. be creative? Yes, of I mean, course, very much so. Is that another reason you were drawn to it? And in your cocktails, do you tend to use wine at all? I mean, do you ever bring, uh, we, melt we, those worlds? We, we do a sort of variation on spritz, uh, of course, uh-huh. the classic, uh-huh. um, which is good. Um, and yes, I mean, that, that's it. I mean, using different styles of maybe a, a Prosecco. Um, we use um, sometimes some Franciacorta as well, a little different, more sort of uh, richer style, uh, more towards the Champagne style. Um, so it's a little different from obviously the fresh Prosecco. It brings a little twist to it, a little indulgence. Um, and yes, and, and things like that. So uh, it's, it's good to cross and over. And when you were young, did you... Did you dream of the wine world was there like a well I mean the, the most oh influential God, character dream? was my father um, my the most influential character when I was younger was my father really he had a, a wine cellar at home so always would uh, be collecting and uh, and following the the wine world uh-huh. um, and I suppose that really sort of rubbed off on me obviously when we were sitting down you know as a family dinner we would always have good wine and and my mother is a fantastic cook so that's sort of what goes hand in hand really and where are you from i'm from the isle of wight uh, originally right. uh, i was born in london um but uh yes my son my father semi-retired to the island um so that's where i grew up so and very was, much was in the country just his hobby 
business? He wasn't in the business. No, 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 no. He's he's an accountant. Yeah, he's very boring. But where his love of wine came from? I think through colleagues and the introduction to to business and things like this. I think that's really where it stemmed from. And also his yes, yes, a little bit. Some some very good childhood trips. Um, but really, I think where he it comes from was uh, my uncle uh, was a, is, is a very fond lover of whiskey, um, so and and single malt. So he's uh, I think that's where it really stemmed from. I think. Is, do you find that whiskey lovers love good wine too? I mean, yeah, very much so. I mean, the whiskey world is you know it's it's a connoisseur's uh, world. Uh, uh, you know, as much as wine, um, you know, particular producers, different. Uh, productions of, of whiskey from each producer uh, it's very unique um, wherever you move in Scotland yeah, exactly for, for the wine world uh, uh-huh. yeah you can relate completely mm. um, and also obviously the technique in aging um, I you know when I first discovered whiskey and, and, and Scottish whiskey um, you know to, to use a, a barrel from the Sauterne from Sauternes right. in Bordeaux uh, yes. to, to produce a, a beautiful whiskey I found fascinating and also then learn uh, about obviously the different sherry barrels used uh, in the aging of whiskey as well so it just opens up a whole new avenue um, to sort of educate yourself and, and learn uh-huh. so. and how did you find yourself here at 11 Cadogan Gardens so I used to I used to work for Alexi Gautier uh, at um, a restaurant called Gautier Soho um, which um, was a one Michelin style restaurant um, and that's obviously where I was continuing my passion for wine uh-huh. Um, and then I moved away and, and, and started at a hotel with my, my friend on the Isle of Wight and we completed that and, uh, and I was sort of on the market as it were and my, and my, my boss, well my old boss, uh, Lexi, well you know we're overseeing the F&B operation of uh, 11 Cadogan Gardens, come and have a look and, uh, and see what you think. And I came, I stayed, I, I fell in love with um, the building, uh, the people. Uh, the place and is it much uh, and different was, yeah. than working in a restaurant milieu? Very much so. Yes, oh. I mean, so I you find have, like two different sides to yourself. The one that's at Go Take because you were there this afternoon, right? Sorry, said, I think they said that, that you were there this afternoon. Yes, I got yes, yeah. Uh-huh. So I was sort of uh, doing like a, total doing a bit of a hat. Yeah, it has to be really. Um, I, although you know the recommendation side and, and the sort of personal touch, understanding uh, the customer, the guest, their tastes. Um, what they prefer is similar, but um, yeah, the bar side you have to be a lot more social and you know, and uh, a lot more uh, interaction instead of the discipline of, of say a, a restaurant and restaurant service at a high end. Yes, I guess so, you can run away from the customer in a restaurant, really. And here, you yeah, know, you iconic can. Iconic bar where you are everything. Yeah, exactly, the, exactly. Like exactly, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The social worker, whatever, oh, yeah, no. whatever you want to call it. And in a, a small hotel like this, do you find that you it's the same kind of a, a number of characters? But that's the beauty of uh, of the job. That that really is. And you have a lot of guests. Um, people come to the bar very often. The same people. Yes, I mean returning guests. They will always, always come uh, uh-huh. to us, um, whether they enjoy a nice whiskey or they want a particular cocktail uh, to see what we're developing at the time and, and to see. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how yeah. often, you know, it's talking about developing the, the bar, mm. the bar menu. Um, about how often do you do it? I mean, are you? you're So we try to we try to develop it seasonally. So uh-huh. we try to move with the seasons. Um, Obviously, depending on the produce that's available, um, and sometimes if we 
you know, it's important for our team to sit down and um, to discuss and because it's, it's all about personality uh, at the end of the day and I really want our team to, to express that. How many are um, your team? So it's just the two of us at the moment, um, but we're looking to take on uh, another one. So as soon as the, the hotel is fully uh, renovated, right. we'll, be, we'll be ready to go. Uh, so, so you're teasing, but how many new drinks do you create per season? Um, I'd probably say, I mean, we, we sit with about five house specials, but uh, they're sort of quite unique things and quite quite specific. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say five at every season, and then we keep our, our house classics and, and try to do them well. Has there one that has just been so popular that you always keep it on the menu now? Like um, yeah, a bit of well, two two signatures really now is the the gin garden. Um, obviously, to, to represent Cadogan Gardens a, a little bit, um, but um, I'm a very I'm I'm very fond of gin. Um, obviously, there's been a big movement in the last sort of five or six years uh, in gin, particularly. Um, that, have you changed the gin that you've used <coughs> when you you know in the gin garden or in the gin drinks that you always make? To, like, has there been a gin where you said, "Oh my gosh, I have to put this in now"? Um, well, actually, yeah, it's been a process, uh, yeah, a thought process uh, behind it. I mean, because we use a bit of cucumber and elderflower, initially we automatically thought Hendrix would be the perfect option. Now we've moved to a little bit more um, to Sipsmith, uh-huh. we're actually using Sipsmith. We find it a little bit more uh, aromatic, a little bit more rounded as well, so better for, for the cocktail. Um, so, yeah, it's always a, a process of tasting. Yeah, Sipsmith has really taken the market by storm. Fantastic, I mean, both uh, yeah, both uh, their vodka and their gin is extremely high quality, mm-hmm. um, and they've still retained that um, sort of image of more artisan um, and a, a boutique uh, producer, which is good, which we like. Um, yeah, yeah, we love that. So you said the gin garden, and what was the other one? So we've actually developed a, a truffle cocktail. Oh, right, because so, of the restaurant Of course, yeah, the, the association with uh, the restaurant downstairs. Um, so this took us about six, eight months uh, to develop. Um, quite unique. Um, we use um, a, a good vodka. Um, I prefer Babica uh, vodka, but we also use Sipsmith for, uh, as well, depending on the palate of the, of the guest. We emulsify truffle oil with uh, egg white, because um, obviously we don't want the, the oil to split. Um, this is black creates, truffle oil or white truffle This oil? is black truffle black oil, oil, but oh. we have experimented with uh, white truffle. Actually, we were very fortunate this year to, uh, to get um, some really fantastic uh, quality white truffle from Alba, Piemonte. Yeah. And I also visited uh, Alba for the truffle festival as well, so I brought a little back. We're experimenting with white truffle salt and, uh-huh. and things like this. Um, so we have done the white, uh, the white but uh, we mainly use black, mm. black truffle. And we sort of source the truffle maybe from Abruzzo um, and sometimes Umbria uh, as well, because you just get a bit more aromatic and earthiness to it. And you said you, you mix that with? So yeah, we, uh, we, emuls- that, so, yeah so we emulsify the, the, uh, with egg white and, and the truffle oil. So we create the, the truffle oil ourselves. Um, and then we use a little bit of uh, creme de Chatagne. Um, so this is a chestnut right. uh, liqueur from, from France. So it just brings that sort of little bit of sweetness and a little bit of nuttiness as well to, to counteract it. That sounds amazing. So it, it might... sounds like something that I've never, I don't think I've ever 
Yeah, I mean, it's... Before. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, initially, I mean... The idea we were firstly going along was it should be sweet and creamy, but we found that it was too much because of the aromatic. Um, so really, hopefully, you'll see a contrast of the aromatic and creaminess of the, the truffle foam that we create, obviously, with the egg white, and then a bit of citrus um, uh, to, to finish, you, so it's you completely balanced. We serve it as an aperitif, but also recommend as uh, you know a, a digestive as well, a simple maybe a dessert cocktail. And um, was it a hard sell, you know, at the beginning, or did just everyone want to try it? No, it was, yeah, everyone was just like, okay, this is crazy, you've tr created a, a truffle cocktail, so I have to try it. I mean, the thing with truffle is that some people really love truffle, and they will indulge completely, and some are sort of quite reserved and maybe new to it. So it's, you know, it works well with that uh, group of people. Yeah, and it's, it's perfect if you're here starting the dining experience downstairs in the restaurant to, to try it. Of course, if you're going to come to a truffle restaurant, you might as well start with a truffle Try it, try a truffle cocktail. Right? And it's yeah. probably the only place in London, if not the world, that has this. Exactly. You know, it's completely unique. I mean, I know I know this sort of they've experimented in Scandinavia with some wild mushroom uh -huh. uh, cocktails. Um, I've seen this, you know, um, sort of, uh, what's the word? Uh, preserving uh, Girol mushrooms, so the little mushrooms, because they're slightly sweeter and creamier. Um, I've seen martinis like this, things like that, but um, we wanted to create sort of a two-dimensional uh, experience. So. That's really, now, now back to the eau de vie. Yes. Um, because I love eau de vie. Mm -hmm. um, and I, can you t tell me about one of the cocktails where you sourced an eau de vie? Okay, so, what, so one of the, the cocktails is uh, Violetta. Um, we use a Mirabelle. Um, actually, my, my I shouldn't actually tell you this, um, <laughs> but um, my one of my very good friends, um, his wife is uh, French and from Alsace, and her father produces the best schnapps I've I've ever had in my life, and he produced this small amount of uh, Mirabelle. So we use this with a little bit of uh, creme de violette and a little bit of citrus uh, juice. And, uh, and yeah, this is something very, very simple, but very, very pleasant and, and quite feminine in a way because you have the, the aromatics, uh, the violets. Yeah, we use, sometimes use a little bit of rose, but it really depends on um, the, the guest, really does. Mm -hmm. so, you sound so romantic, all of these drinks. I don't know, yeah, it's romance. Well, yeah, I mean, of course there should be romance behind anything if you're creating something. It's very, very important. And also, you know, you get to, it, it goes back to the point of grasping the guest and their taste and, and what they really, really enjoy. It was a pleasure to have James make me my first truffle martini, an extremely enjoyable experience, I must say. After the daring or the classic, you'll leave wishing 11 Cadogan Gardens were your local too. Next up on the Best Sips Worldwide podcast is Mark Tuberty of New York's classic 21 Club, one of the only bars to make it from the 18th Amendment through to the 21st still intact. Until next time, bottoms up. For more information and links to everything you've heard about, plus a bit more, please visit bestbitsworldwide.com. Thanks for listening to Best Sips Worldwide, a spin-off of Best Bits Worldwide. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and never drink and drive. Okay, I said that last part. 
Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. You'll find me at the bar. <laughs>